Hello everyone and welcome to Inside the Arena podcast brought to you by Piers Arena. On Inside the Arena podcast, we talk about mental health, well-being and every other issues and challenges we all face in our day-to-day lives. And on each episode, we'll be having a guest on to talk about their own experience with these issues and most importantly, how they are able to navigate and overcome life struggles and challenges. I am your host, Tony, and thank you very much for listening. Hello everyone and welcome to another episode of the Inside the Runner podcast. Today we are pleased to be joined by the remarkable Di Oluwaseyi. Right? <laughs> I got that right. Yes, right? you did. <laughs> yeah, so how are you doing today and how's your day been so far? I'm doing okay. It's been a busy day, but um, I'm fine. Cozy at home, so it works. It's perfect. <laughs> yeah. How are you though? Yeah, I'm doing great. I'm actually doing very great. Um, first off, just let me say thank you very much for taking the time to be here. Um, me reaching out to you and you, like, you know, coming on here really means a lot. Um, so where do, where do we actually pick this up from? Um, <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm just trying to think about that. So, so as not to be too serious about the whole conversation. Yeah. yeah, because I think this is off the top, even if we have not gotten really deep into it, I think this is going to be one of the most fun conversations I've had on this podcast. Okay. Simply because, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> simply I like because, you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Simply because you're a very, very playful person and I like your energy a lot. Just watching you from afar. I really, really enjoyed that. Um, so how about you tell us a little bit about your childhood? Um, I think I read somewhere that you moved around a lot when you were a child. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> Just oh, let's wow. let's let's do a deep dive so that your <laughs> your fans can get to understand what 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 makes you think a little bit. All right, let's go there. My name is Uluwashi, so I'm a Yoruba girl. I'm actually from Osho State, Ilefe. But my childhood, I was actually born in Bauchi State, and when uh, I was two, my parents moved to Kaduna State, where I lived like till I was I think till I was sixteen. Then I moved to Oyo. So I grew up in the north. So um, my exposure was just really northern. I really love the Hausa people because they're the people I grew up around, mostly Hausa classmates, everything, you know. I even speak a little bit of Hausa. I mean, it should be better, but I'm trying, okay? The way I just, because I was so much of an indoor person, I didn't really go out that much. Unlike my younger brother, my younger brother goes out a lot, so his Hausa is so fluent. I didn't really practice my Hausa, so I'm like a Hausa girl. Sometimes I like to describe myself like <laughs> Or the other people might reject me, and the Yoruba people want me. So I'll just, I'm a Yoruba girl. It's okay. Um, yeah. So that's my childhood. Like you are the firstborn, right? Yes, I am. Yes, I am. What would you say um, the level of pressure was? You know, during your upbringing, you know, being the first child, and there was this whole expectation being laid in your plate at a very young age. So, what was that experience like for you? Well, it was quite intense. I think. Um, being the first child of my parents, my my mom is also the firstborn. So, <laughs> and then my dad is the last born in his own household. So it's so it's a very interesting dynamic. Um, although my dad being the last born, he's also the only son. So there's also pressure on him. And so the kind of the pressure that was on me was really to be outstanding. And honestly, I'm someone that really likes to catch crews. As much as I was doing well academically, I was playful a lot of the time so it was very tough like balancing it because my younger brother and I were just two years apart and then 
they will always refer to me. So your sister now, you have to be somebody that you can look up to. When he would make mistakes, apparently it's my fault that his mind thought to make that mistake. And then everything is on me. It was it was something else. My younger siblings are like, well, like 10 years apart. So they are really, really young. The gap is, you know, a lot. So um, right now there's no pressure. I think it's probably because... I, I don't know if I can say this, but if you disappoint your parents early, the pressure will reduce. Um, <laughs> like I'm telling you, like when you just disappoint them early, the pressure will actually reduce. But if when you keep behaving good child, good child, it will continue. But give them small, small disappointments here and there, and the pressure. <laughs> so so. <laughs> so when you were when you were quote-unquote, giving them that disappointment here and there. Were you kind of doing it intentionally or was it just... No, <laughs> no, life was happening to me. <laughs> I was failing in school. It was not intentional, but they really handled it well. I mean, I still say it today that although I flunked out of med school in Nigeria, like, when I got home, like, they never made me feel like you are um, less. Like, my dad would, like, say, you are young, there's enough time for you. Like, there was so much encouragement. The day I saw my result and I, that I didn't pass, I called my mom, and my mom was like, everything is okay, just relax. You are still our daughter. We're very proud of you. We'll talk about it. Just calm down. Just calm down. And I was like, ah, wow, okay. First of all, I was so afraid because my dad is a medical doctor, and of course, now he was passing that to me. But as in, when I went to school, I kind of lost my way. I mean, I was young. I was 16. Now we're getting through, dabbled into a little bit of... <laughs> And so one or two, one or two apples. Let's just call it. Let's just call it teens for the sake of this conversation. <laughs> and then you know that happened. And they really, they really handled it well. They really handled it well, and uh, it just kind of helped. So the disappointment kind of just helps, I think. So now there's no pressure on me. Instead, they're just encouraging me, my dear. You can do it. Keep going. <laughs> and I like it. And I like it. Yeah. yeah. But are you still in med school? I am. I am still in med school. I traveled abroad to, um, yeah, pursue that. Um, I guess my dad really just thought that maybe it's the whole Nigerian Nigerian environment that is not working out for me. So like, okay, no problem. And it's actually it's actually worked out for the best. It's working out for the best ultimately. Yeah. So um, the the choice to become um, um, a medical doctor did that actually come out from your own self or was it like as a direct <laughs> Let us drag my dad, you. <laughs> I'm not going the question. You knew I was going to. Let's drag my daddy. Um, I'm not going to lie. When I was young, like when I was like 10, my dad, my dad is a maxillofacial surgeon. My dad would take me to the hospital with him. He was really trying to groom me to be a doctor. He was trying to groom me in that way. He would take me to the hospital. I spent a lot of time with him. I would follow him to the hospital. And sometimes he, they often put me somewhere in the operating room to just be seeing how things are. He was trying to spark that surgeon desire in me. But my dad wanted me to specialize in dentistry, which is, you know, what he, where he specialized in. Um, so, but I, growing up, I just always thought I would be a doctor. Aside the fact that I had other skills. I mean, in school, I would, I was in debate. I was acting. I was singing. I was rapping. I was, I was even like the social prefect in high school. So, but I was a science student, you know, ultimately. My dad's goal for me, you'll be a doctor. So even if nobody followed me when I was going to buy my damn form, it was medicine I picked. And of course, I I left um, secondary school as one of the best students. So in fact, the minute I wrote jam, I got into OU for medicine straight. Like, it was not a problem. I was sound in that. But I only discovered my passion for medicine when I 
left Nigeria. Like when I when I decided to pick it by myself. So when I flunked out, I mean the question was asked like, is this really what you want to do? Is there something else you would rather do? And I realized that the first time when I was doing it, I wasn't quite interested in it as much. So I wasn't putting in the right amount of effort. So I wasn't, I was just like, I want to be a doctor. They want me to be a doctor. Like I was just doing, but like when I now, um, you know, started growing to love the whole field and everything, I realized, okay, this is actually something I want to do. I want to do it. I want to get this degree, not just for my dad, but also for myself. So the passion eventually came, but it was my dad that sowed the seed and he consciously sowed that seed. Even my younger brother is currently studying medicine. So to tell you how my dad has a dream, I'm sure his plan is that when all of us graduate, we're going to have all these, these cute pictures. <laughs> I don't know if you've seen it. Everybody now will laugh good. He will not be a proud daddy. <laughs> oh my God. So he was he was creating the, he was laying the groundwork for the TikTok um, trend even before TikTok was yes. came into existence. <laughs> He, he knows. He knew what he was doing. <laughs> because a couple of years from now, you you definitely recreate that that TikTok challenge or whatever yeah, that people will do. Be, you know. uh, you'll frame that picture, I'm sure. <laughs> <laughs> Amen to that. Amen to that, man. Wishing you best of luck um, in you. your academics, you. and we can like uh, constantly rooting for you, man. So, um, your your you 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 made mention that you like to create and you were the social yeah. prefect. I think this is the first time I'm ever hearing that somebody from the science, um, <laughs> like part yeah. of senior secondary school becomes the social prefect. Usually, it's usually from like the arts or whatnot. So that's mm -hmm. that's to show the, the level of um creativity that you had and that you still have. So where does what would you say or when did you decided to start making content online and how did that whole thing came to come, come together mm. okay many people don't know this i've had my podcast since 2021 it was just audio based and i was very inconsistent even till now with that uh, we'll get to that um so i was i know sometimes i'll just record audio in the comfort of my room okay oh yes backtrack a little bit when i was in oau i used to work on radio um, so I had this like really with one of my friends, I, I can't remember the name. It was like a love kind of thing. Even though I talk about relationships a lot, I think I'm, you can call me a bit of an expert. I know what I'm saying. I have wisdom, fountain of wisdom, but it's okay. <clears throat> so, <laughs> um, so we, I had that show on campus and people were calling. It was just vibes. My friend, his name is wisdom. And we just had that radio show together it was running on evenings i don't remember what day of the week it's i mean it's been a while so this was around like 2019 or 2018 that we had this radio show i think it was called love flame something about love Sha. so we would just play love songs you know vibe with people people would call with their problems all of that so i just really loved being on air honestly and even when i was growing up if not that i went for medicine i probably thought i would do something in media and just be on tv and all of that but you know <laughs> Medicine has happened. We keep we keep moving. And so that happened. So when I moved out for school, I realized that, oh, I really still want to do this radio thing. And then, oh, I discovered that like, I could podcast. And I was like, oh, then I just started my own podcast in the comfort of my room. I got my mic and I was just recording. And da, 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 it was nice. And so for actual content creation, so I felt like people hear my voice, but they don't know the face behind this voice. So by the end of last year, I just felt like I need to 
there needs there needs to be a face for this um, podcast. Like I'm only recording audio; people don't know my face. And of course, even the numbers for the podcast was not really that good because people want to see you and everything. Um, so I decided to. I actually prayed a lot, by the way. I had my friends come together. I people. I want to go into a video. I want to start doing video. Everybody has to come. We must pray together. And this now I'm doing. You know, if I blow, we all blow. Okay. So, <laughs> so my friends intentionally prayed with me, prayed for me, and then I started around the end of last year. And I just wanna like, I mean, the growth has really been amazing because when I tell people that it has not been up to a year, they're like, mm. it hasn't really been up to a year. When did I start? I'm like still a novice at this thing because I'm still learning. And that was how I started content. So this that's the journey that bettered the whole thing to being a creator. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> so um you mentioned that you like to talk about relationships a lot. That's true. <laughs> I can confirm it. <laughs> so and you talked my uh, eye don't see. <laughs> okay, we'll get there. And <laughs> you, you also talked about um what's it called? You also talked about having that radio show like in school. Mm-hmm. So you were kind of like, you know, doing the Joro before Joro. Like yeah, people calling yeah, in with their problems. <laughs> people yeah. calling in with their problems and talking about Yes, everything. it was very nice. It was very nice. Yeah. Yeah, fair enough. So um how how's the whole journey been for you? So um like um and how do you really um decide on the type of content to put out to the world? Is it very is it something that is intentional or you just what's the process like of putting out content? Oh, okay. Um, for me, before I started, I would hear a lot of things like you need to have your niche, you need to have your niche. And I really wanted to be somebody that I don't want to be in a, bo- in a box. You know, I don't want you to put me inside somewhere that I cannot move out of. Or when I try to move out of it, then there's a struggle. So I decided that I would just talk about the things that interest me, which is my faith. I like to talk about relationships, mental health. I'm very passionate about that because of certain experiences. So I decided that I'm going to be nicheless but i sort of have a niche if you think about it but i didn't want to put any tag on myself so that to just give myself freedom of expression because if i say that oh i'm a um, relationship creator then that's all i'm going to be doing any day i decide to maybe do something like that has banter everybody look at me straight like what are you doing but now like when i just spring up with another idea on my page nobody is surprised because i did not put myself in that box at the beginning so it's like oh there's freedom of expression for me so that was the thought i didn't just want to be in any you know box or that kind of thing so that's why well that's how yeah you you talked about um, mental health and well-being um i think that was how i really got to like um you know as i was introduced to you we're actually on this in the same event right we have a common friend dari asobele from Assad's and that was how I really um, got to know you and reached out to you and I'm very very grateful you came on to have this conversation with Thank me. You. Um, Thank so, you me. Yeah, you're welcome. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> so um, going back to the mental health aspect, right? And you talking mm-hmm. about you had um, like also like an experience with it that wasn't so kind. So, is that wow. something you can actually talk about a little bit? Yeah, I, I can. Probably vaguely. Um, <laughs> um, I, w- I would say that um, I got into university quite early. So I didn't really have the level of exposure that I ought to have had. So um, I was very, um, I would say I had not found my identity. So there was this identity crisis. So I found that I was deeply insecure. So 
when I got into a relationship at the time and that relationship really broke me further and there was just a lot of words that were said that kind of shaped me. There was a point that I couldn't even, I couldn't even smile, take a picture because that person told me one time that my smile is not nice. Look at me, this beautiful smile. You they whine me. <laughs> if someone wants to insult me now, they will say, you're not fine. I'm like, yeah, you will whine. You lie. Exactly. Anyway, so back to it. <laughs> there was that. And I had an incident that happened in, in school um, that I can't really talk about. So I had to go into therapy because I wasn't okay. I was having like panic attacks. Like I would be on the road and I'm like, you know, my, my mind was not all in the same, all in the right place. Around before that time, I would volunteer on campus with um, NGOs like consent workshop. So I would, you know, we we'll talk about consent a lot. And I was, I was very close to that space. And when you're talking about consent, you end up talking about rape and so many other things. So I was in that space. So when I had that incident, it was like, hey, how can this happen to me with all the knowledge that I have? I really felt I went down. Was like so. I had therapy for some time, really, which really helped me. And of course, I had counselors, you know, from church, which also helped me too. I must add that. And it just kind of gives me, I don't know, it helps me with empathy when I see people struggle with depression, anxiety, because I know what that's like. I mean, in medical school, I was very anxious. I struggled with anxiety separately, away from even other incidents. So I'll share a story. Usually in medical school, you have like um, the medical board exam. They call it MB. So when you're having MB, you write um, exams, you know, then you do the OBJ, what they call it, and then you do orals. So for my orals, it was that was my first orals ever. I almost fainted, but when I, I was so anxious, my palm was sweaty. I had to go use the toilet. Like it was so bad. And I realized, okay, I have like, a problem with anxiety right now, like this. And I have anxiety issues, and I was like, this is real. So there was anxiety at the time. And so when I see people, I can really empathize because I'm like, oh, I know what it's like. I know what it's like. Um, so I think we can just stop there before. I, can, I don't know if I should go further on how I got better. I don't know if you yeah, want to. Yeah, you should. Okay. You should. You should. <laughs> okay, okay, okay. Um, so... Um, around that time there was anxiety so after that um, after therapy and then I actually got closer to God all of this kind of brought me closer to God so my faith is a huge part of who I am now and one of my anchor scriptures like when it comes to like anxiety is in John 14 verse 27 that when Jesus Christ was leaving he said I did not leave you alone and talk about leaving us with peace and so I that scripture just became life to me and for the longest time, for years, I would just mutter that scripture. Every time, like, anxiety tries to creep in, I will mutter that scripture. And I just feel peace instantly. So the word of God, I've actually found peace in the word of God so much. Like, I can't really express it, but, like, I could be anxious right now. And I'm just like, let me open my Bible. Peace comes. There's so much light in the word of God. And so my faith, really reconnecting with God, connecting with God and, you know, prioritizing a bunch of, you know, prioritizing my relationship with God has really helped me better mentally and physically, you know, all around self, you know, I'm glowing. So it's, it's evidence. Yeah. Amen. <laughs> yeah. Because you, you did say, um, you, you mentioned three things in the post where you talked about your depression mm-hmm. and anxiety. You talked about God, friends and therapy. So, yeah. um, for someone who might be going through the same process right now, you know, still in that dark place and they are trying to find mm-hmm. a way out of it um, what would you say to that person and what advice um, can you give to that person on how they can mm-hmm. you know find their way out of it and become better and start glowing like you are glowing right 
Um, I think the first thing I would say is speak up. Um, many of the people around me did not know what I was going through until I spoke up. So because of my personality, I'm bubbly, I'm smiling outside. You know, you just assume that, ah, this girl is okay. She got everything together. <laughs> She's fine. She doesn't need anything. And until I actually spoke up, that's when I got the help that I needed. Um, so um, isolation and silence actually steals from you. So it just, it, you know, when you're in, um, when you're silent, it's like you're just hearing your own voice. And sometimes your voice is not the best voice to listen to. So what I would say, the first thing I would say is to speak up, like talk to people, speak about what you're feeling. Don't just keep it to yourself. Um, before you even find professionals, I, I hope that you have people around you. I feel, I feel like, okay, the world is changing us. People are more aware, you know, mental health, but then I think some African parents still don't take you seriously when you say these things. So I would say find the right people to share with, but in fact, just share, I want you to just share. Just don't keep it to yourself. I want you to just share. And that's the beginning. Because once I shared, I started to receive resources, counsel on things I can do to help me. And I can just think like, if I never spoke up, I would have still been thinking about killing myself, Loki, Loki, and nobody would know until, you know, something like that happened. So I think speak up. That's the first step. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I truly um, agree with that. And, um, Speaking about talking to people and you you just made mention that even if you were smiling, you were bubbling, nobody knew what was going on between mm. you. Um, I think you you had a post where you talked about people should check up on their friends, right? <laughs> wow, that's a very old post. That's like one of the first videos I ever posted. <laughs> yeah. It's our work. We went back. We did a deep dive. Oh, we very, very wow. deep dive. Yeah, um, but you, you also... Um, pleaded with the person in need to also reach out also uh -huh. and not just um friends checking in i think there was a very there was a fine balance within that um, single content that really made so much sense and i would really encourage people to go check out your page like go all the way down don't just start from <laughs> don't just start from the beginning because there, there are so many useful um things you've said and uh, you continue to say and i'm I'm really, really grateful for your existence and what you're oh, doing with your platform. You. That's, that's really, really important. Um, more of that needs to be done. So, um, <laughs> yeah. Then, um, you you also talked about positive affirmation and how that and how that has really, really helped you. Is that something you can really talk about? Yeah, yeah. I mean, I mentioned that there was a time I struggled with insecurity. So, I mean, I would look at myself in the mirror and I would not just you know be seeing the right things. I just saw. I saw the words that I had heard from people. Some people have described me as fat or ugly, you know. Some people have said some mean things to me. So every time I would look at myself in the mirror, I would just see myself as the words that I have heard. And what changed for me was I took affirmation seriously. So um, I mentioned my faith. So I took out some of the words, you know, in the Bible, that what God says about me, ultimately. I'm a masterpiece. I'm a work of art. Ah, hey, do you know what that means? Like, I'm priceless. You know, when I took out those key things and just other things like you were brilliant, you're smart. I had classmates make fun of me in medical school when I flunked out. I should say this. People, people, I think it's important to just add that um, 
you should be sensitive even if you're not the person in the situation but you're seeing people going through stuff don't just open your mouth and say rubbish like and say stuff that will just further break people the fact that someone is going through something does not mean they're not even aware so i had people say a bunch of stuff so i if i struggle to believe in myself because of the many things i heard from some classmates some people say certain things so i started to affirm myself that i am brilliant i am brave i am strong i am beautiful i have a nice body because i struggle with body this small fear like I had to affirm myself a lot because there was a point I was even getting anorexic because I was like, I was trying to be like fit one time, like almost snap out of it straight. <laughs> and so affirmations really helps me. I'm not going to lie and write confessions. There are a lot of resources right now. If you Google, you can find affirmations. I posted some of my affirmations out there before. Um, there was a time, I think I still have something like that coming. I wanted to like just make a structure for people. And just send it out, like actually print the cards. Because I've done that before for my friend where I printed out affirmation cards for her. And she would just read every morning, every morning. So um, putting affirmations together really, really helps. Did I answer the question? I hope I did. Yeah, you answered, you answered okay. it brilliantly, actually. There's no right or wrong way about answering these type of questions or just having this type of conversation. Um, the most important thing is that we're having it. Like you made mention of... Um, people need to be sensitive or people need to realize that even if they're not going through a situation and they know somebody that is going through it or they see the person just being nice, you know, just um, empathy. Empathy goes a long way. You also said something about um, friendship where you talked about coping with uh, coping with um, friendship heartbreak. You said it's, it's, um, it's something we don't really talk about. I, th I think in your own words, you actually said um, heartbreak from friendship is not talked about a lot. And I think those type of heartbreaks are most painful, losing a friend. So it, was there a particular reason why you made that post? Um, I was reflecting a lot around um, the time. Um, not around the time I made the video, but um, around the time I, when I was in uh, uni. So <laughs> I had some friends and uh, I heard them say a bunch of mean things about me and I had to like end that friendship and so it was it was very painful because I had invested my time my resources and I really really liked this person I didn't really expect that from this person but the one friendship that paid me I had a best friend oh my god hey we're getting deep I had a best friend for the whole of senior secondary school we schooled in Kaduna together, and we also went to Oye together. So imagine we leave Kaduna, and we travel all the way to another part of Nigeria together for school. Like, we were that close. Our parents, our moms traveled with us, and we traveled together, and we got to the hostel. I remember, like, we stayed in different hostels, but our friendship was still tight, because, I mean, we were friends from secondary school, so we were close like that. But, um... There was some fault on my part. I made some wrong decisions that kind of like affected our friendship. And I also think that at the time I had, I felt like I had so much going on that I was willing to let this friendship go, even though it was very painful. Like I was checking a page one time where they even gave us like a mini interview on campus, you know, talking about our friendship. <laughs> last last everybody go job breakfast okay and i saw that i was like wow oh my god uh, i don't call her name but i was like wow we're really close and i was like i can remember the incidents i can remember my actions the things that i said and she said some mean things to me we just had this very like intense thing and i think 
things just never went back to the same. That's true. Like, I don't know. Things never went back to the way they used to be. I think that sometimes words, words are so powerful and they can be so, I mean, they are hard to forget as much as maybe you apologize, but those words have been said. And till today, I still remember those words. And I was telling my friends, like, that's something that she said to me. And that thing really, really pained me. So even when we had the conversation where I, I, I apologized and she did too, like, I just never just, I don't know, we just couldn't move past it. So it wasn't easy. And that was like the most painful friendship heartbreak because imagine having a best friend whole of high school, you be even travel to the same university together and now you are no longer talking. Hey, it was not easy. It was painful. <laughs> but uh, I, I, I definitely still like her. She's an amazing person. She's a very sweet soul. So <laughs> that just happens. So it's what yeah. it is. <laughs> Yeah, you you also talked about the negative side of friendship that people need to be wary about. You find it hard to um, comprehend while, like, a friend is going through a heartbreak and they are crying seriously. Then that's then that's um, that painful <laughs> grief um, grieving um, moment, and their friends are recording it <laughs> and posting it on social media. I know what you're talking about. Like. <laughs> and, and, and yeah like there was a time that that actually became like a trend you know when we ended mm-hmm. like this last last everybody go to breakfast like when that thing started when that song was at the, the height of its power it was a common thing in nigeria where people would just record their friends when they were going through that kind of a, um, um mm. a, a painful process and they would post it online and start making fun of the whole thing <laughs> and you talked about okay when you have healed when you're in a better place you should walk away from such people because those people are not friends so can yeah. you can you I actually mean, talk more on that <laughs> sorry oh my god um we really went through my page because i have i have actually forgotten about this um wow um so people are content creators in their friendships i don't really understand it like if, i mean i don't know if you've been through your experience heartbreak but like that's a very very emotional it's very very it's such a downtime for anybody experiencing it. And I don't think that your first reaction should be like, I want to film the person. Like as my friend, I need you by my side telling me, sorry, everything is going to be fine. And even if you record it so that maybe you can show me that I do remember the time when you were so hung about this person. I, I don't expect you to post it. So I found it very, very annoying that I would just see videos of different people, like their friends, maybe their friends laughing in the background and while they are crying. So I'm just like, that doesn't make sense. Like, the first thing, like, if my friend was down, the, the my first reaction will not be, I'll pick your phone. Even though I'm a content creator, my first reaction will not be, I need to capture this for the gram. That's very insensitive. So, I'm like, that person is actually not your friend because I think the Bible says that um, love covers all. There's a, there's a scripture that says that. And I think that, um, okay, love covers a multitude of sins, something like that. Um, I'll just take it a bit out of context in a way. Love should, your love for your friend, you should cover them. That's like, I pray for my friends. I cover them in the place of prayer. And I love you so much. I have to cover your shame. I don't want the people, people on the internet knowing that these words you are going through or something. So I, I just, I found that type of friendship. Mm, it was giving me red flag. <laughs> so yeah. We kind of live in a, in, a, in a society now whereby everything that happens, that first intuition is to record. There's an accident happens. Nobody rushes to the scene to try and see. You want to yeah, capture the moment. See, yeah. Everybody just captures <laughs> the moment. It's, 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 it's crazy. It's really, really yeah. crazy. Um, even, even seeing, um, one of your recent contents where you said you went out and you were in a restaurant or whatever, you were like, I apologize. So I didn't take any picture because I was enjoying myself at this moment. <laughs> you guys, yeah, it's true because 
it's like you're sitting at a table with somebody you're just mm-hmm. meeting for the first time. Let's say you're going out on a date or something, and mm-hmm. half of the time they are spending the time on their phone just recording yeah. the event and not being present and witnessing what's yeah. actually going on. It's 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 really really something. But it's all good. I guess that's the world we live in today. So <laughs> as much as it's important to capture memories, also be in that moment. I mean, how many seconds you catch it and you've left it? Like, just be in that moment. Just realize that you just have to, but you don't really have, like, maybe key things. Like, you missed out of a lot, so you cannot remember conversations. Like, it's important to be very present. I'm, I try to be intentional about being present when I'm with people. I try. Although I'm somebody that likes to do multiple things at the same time. So, it can be a problem, like, oh, I, I, I need you to be here. For me, like... You know, so that's why, okay, meeting with that person physically, I knew that, okay, I need to be here because if we're talking on the phone, I'm probably doing something on my laptop. Like, I'm doing multiple things at the same time. So, I have to be present right now. So, yeah, it's important to be present, yeah. Mm, it's very, very important. And friends, stop recording your friends in their most <laughs> down times. Abio, please stop it. <laughs> it's, it's not a good thing. So, let's, let's we're, we're getting into your, your area of expertise, like you rightly mentioned earlier <laughs> on in this conversation. Anyway. <laughs> which is relationships so ladies and gentlemen fasting your seat belts we are entering the relationship conversation with the experts oh, oh, let's 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 hit it um one of the first um thing that just really really made me laugh you you said when you are in the talking stage not really make me laugh but i think it was funny, but at the same time, it was a very, very important piece of content that people um, can gain a lot from. Um, you actually said there are certain questions that are important to ask when you're in the talking stage. You said, um, what does cheating mean to you, right? Why did your last relationship end? And what is your conflict resolution style? Can you just break those three things down and why, and tell us why they are very important? I think... That um, piece of content came from my experience. Sorry about that. Um, I found that I had issues a lot with the person I was with um, a few years back because this person was being flirtatious with other people, having sending conversations with other people. And to that person, it's not really a big deal. It's not really a big deal. But to me, it's a, it was a big deal. Like, I'm like, what are you doing? Once I'm in a relationship, you are not talking to another person, especially not in that manner. And cannot be flirting with other people. So for me, that's where it came from. It's important that you guys have sort of like the same values in that sense. So like, you know what it is. So because to him, it probably was like just living his normal life. He won't say that, well, to different people, I would say that right and wrong is, you know, is different for many people. Many people, right and wrong is different. So for him, it was that kind of situation. So I just felt like moving forward, like it's important to establish, like just know what does cheating actually mean to you? You don't need to necessarily ask the question in that way. There is a way you can just move your way around and say, so if this and this, it makes up scenarios, be creative, use your creativity. <laughs> and then find out the person's idea of these things. That's what I personally <laughs> believe. Um, For the second one, um, how did the la- yeah, person's last relationship end? Okay, I just find that when you're talking to somebody and they only have bad things to say about their ex i am wary of such person so you you did not do anything wrong you were just the perfect saints in that place wow one in a million person um so it's important to just know especially maybe some people might not be entirely honest but some people might be at the same time maybe the person the relationship ended because there was violence of any of some kind uh it's also important for you to know 
so that you also not repeat that thing. So maybe the person's relationship ended because she did not like the way the guy would always shout at her, right? She didn't like, and that's why it ended. And maybe you, like, you, the the guy coming in now, your way of expressing is to be yelling, yelling. So that gives the idea that I can't do this with this girl. So I need to work on that or I need to step away. So all those kind of things, like finding out to also protect you. Maybe it was even violent. Maybe the person was doing basketball, basketball. Um, so you also know why. You can also ask people, this thing in, I don't like to always hear from one person, but usually you can only hear from one person at the, you know, and just let the Holy Spirit help you with discernment. Because nobody likes to put themselves out there as the bad guy. Even me, I'm sure that when I tell some stories, I try, it's, it happens to everybody, like you just want to still look like the good guy. Uh, so that's where discernment comes in. Um, yeah, and conflict resolution style, I found out that, um, there was a lot of silent, silent treatment for me in that relationship, which was years ago. There was a lot of silent, silent treatment. So maybe we'll not be talking and we're fighting and then we'll not talk for like a week. And that's, that's not a good structure. So there has to be structure around it. Okay. I know you're mad right now. Do you want to talk now? Or we can talk later. Not like we're all quiet and everything. So it's important to know how you settle conflict because conflict will definitely come. Um, it's not fine. Like you guys will definitely disagree on certain things and it's important to have structures on how you can navigate through those moments when they come. Yeah, that's, that's, that's very correct because, um, so the conflict part is like, sometimes maybe a person's style of handling conflicts might just like going into their own corner and just trying to process things at that moment. And you might actually think like they are, um, what's it called? They are giving you the silent treatment at that particular time. Some people is like they like to resolve things at the very moment, and you are not a confrontational person. So the whole thing just—I I think those conversations are really, really important. The first one where you said what does cheating mean to you, and you said um, you, you you talked about your own personal relationship um, um, when the person was you know being fle- was flirting with other females, and you weren't finding it funny. Um, I think you know the more I talk to you. And the more I just think about all the contents you put out, it's almost like you are just giving us your life at the end of the day. I actually because... myself out. I do that. Yeah, because <laughs> why I said this right now is like you you had a, conf- a, a, a particular post about trusting your partner's intuition where you said uh-huh. if a woman tells you a lady is interested in you, like if your, yeah. if your partner tells you a lady is interested <laughs> in you, <laughs> you should listen to them because they actually I'll know what they're old. talking about. <laughs> And for females too, if your if your partner tells you yeah. this is your bestie, 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 <laughs> you should listen, no, please. You should listen. Oh my yeah. god, because sometimes people will just be like, ah, but there's nothing now. I'm just whatever, and I'm not gonna lie to you for real. I've also been like a victim of this, where my partner is actually telling me like, come, this person that is always yeah. telling you about everything that is going on in their relationship, that is always you know bringing the bad to you at all times, yeah, never telling you yeah. what their partner did good, and always wanting to know the exact thing that is going on in your relationship at every mm-hmm. single time. You know, there are some people like like uh, this one. You're angry today. Did your girlfriend offend you? Like they always. <laughs> Like trying to know everything, like ah, this one is it. Mm. So that they will know where to step in or not, or where to take advantage of the situation. Oh my god! Oh my god! Yeah, man. But but yeah, I think I think that's that's just what it is. We just need to um, 
um, be aware of this thing and trust um, our partner's um, intuition sometimes. Uh, you also yeah. talked about um, breaking dating pat- um, patterns when people always complain that you're struggling relationship. But when you look at it at the end of the day, you just find out that like they're dating the same type of people and <laughs> expecting a different result. Is that something you can actually shed a little bit light on? For example, like what I, what I was thinking about when I made that video was um, I just keep hearing like people, someone would say, um, okay, guy was complaining that the kind of girls that he just needs, he always wants his money. They like, they just want money from him and everything. Like he doesn't meet, you know, any type of girl. And then when I asked, I went to use to meet this girl. Say we meet at the club. Me, I'm just like, well, you know, when you meet, and I have this, no beef to anybody here. But like when you do, when you are going to the same place and you're picking the same type of people, like you definitely have the same kind of results. Like, it's just that like even in science, like you can't keep mixing the same formula and expect a different result. If you want to meet a different kind of person, you probably have to step out of that zone, that place that you are finding them, or even comes down to type. So maybe some people, they like a particular type of person and maybe someone that is soft-spoken, those different characters, different things. like, And you find that, okay, throughout you dated that kind of person, those type of people, because people are quite similar. As much as everybody is unique, but we all have our similarities, that's the truth, and our, you know, different and all of that. So it's like the same, you are in the same space, you are in the same environment. So I just feel like the circle will keep repeating it itself if you don't, chain like evaluate then there comes self-reflection for example for for me now um okay my last mission was like four years ago and before that the pattern that was happening was like the men i would date they were always cheating so there was this cheating pattern then i realized the problem i'm dating on serious people, people that don't have their life figured out people that are still young and they still want to be frivolous like people that are young young people that are in their early 20s that they still want to that was, that was the problem people that don't have relationship with god like oh, hey, hey, hey. that was why so i kept on doing the same thing and i was expecting oh a different kind of result and of course it was that was the outcome unfaithfulness so um i think that that can be a problem so it's important to there's um self-reflection people should reflect on why their relationship better reflect on your taste in men yeah, sometimes your taste in men or women is quite questionable. That's why you're experiencing certain things. Reflect, and then you'll see that maybe you need to change this type and, you know, change where you're even finding them, you know, to, to help you. Yeah, just 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 to even put it to spin it a little bit, it's almost like you go to the art gallery, right? And you are talking to people and you're like, oh, why is it that everybody here likes art? Like, only people that like arts go to art gallery. So why you exactly. like, <laughs> why are you asking that question? Like why is it, why does everybody here likes art or something? Yeah. So because everybody they can be spending their time doing something else, but they choose to be in that particular in that particular environment. So it's it, I guess it is what it is basically. Then yeah. <laughs> um, <laughs> um, prioritizing communication. Um, you said like I'm going to quote this, so like I don't really mess it up. You said. People make time for who they want to talk to. And people make time for who they want to call or text. So I find it hard to believe when people say they are too busy to call or text because if they wanted to, they would. Wow. It's actually true. I actually really put my life out there. Now that you are saying it, in retrospect, (laughs) my life is really out there. Because I'm not going to lie, when I made that video, there was somebody I had in mind. (laughs) 
I mean, I'm more busy, I'm busy, I'm busy. You want to use I'm busy to finish me? Me, I'm not busy. I don't have any time to you. I'm the only doctor in the world because me, I'm not a doctor or something. I don't know what it's like. And so I just... And then um, what changed was I met somebody that had a much more busier than that person. And that person had time. And I was like, ah, I was not really important to that person because... So this other person actually created structures just to help us communicate. Okay, I'm busy, I have work, but he actually was intentional about, you know, creating structures. Then I realized that, hey, that person, I was really not important. So the idea of I'm too busy, I can't text. Everybody's on their phone these days. Like, it's so, we live in, like, like we already said, like, it's a digital era, like the millennials or our daddies will call it. Everybody, they are with their phone. So you mean you cannot text, oh, I have someone, you know, you know now talk for one week, two days, I was going through a lot. Eh, you are single. This is what you are single. You are single. Someone is not to you, my dear. Mm? That's single. Because if you are a priority, even if like you are busy, you work night shifts, most people are on their phones, they will text you. Even my friends, like my normal friends, like when I'm busiest, they are not online, I will leave them a voice note, like my closest friend. I'll leave her a voice note. Even when she's busy, like, she come, comes back from work, maybe she tries to call me, and she's unable to reach me, she'll leave me a voice note or a text. How far? Like, this is normal. So, if the person... The reason why you are not giving time to that person, or the person not giving time to you, rather, is because you're not so much of a priority to them. So. Yeah, you really you, you really do put your life out there. Like, speaking of that, like, oh, there, there was this... <laughs> There was this funny post that, that you made. When I saw that thing, I said, this thing happened to this girl. You said, <laughs> so we've been talking for a long time on the phone. And all of a sudden, you said, you want to go and charge your phone. <laughs> <laughs> it's like... It's happened, like, though. It's happened. I am like, me that I've been talking to you here, I'm charging my phone at the same time. So why, are you, why can't you do the same? That day, my phone was hot. Oh, I, my God. I, my phone was hot, but I was like, enjoying the conversation. I was like vibing and everything ah, next thing i want to go and plug my phone i was like hey so i'm the clown here i'm actually the clown because i do not think that the way my phone is plugged in i'm on this conversation that i will not blow because it, apparently it's risky to do that i do not think about that i just i was no i was the real clown actually i put my life out there jesus i'm not even a mystery <laughs> and i like to think that i'm a mysterious person but I pre- so my content like most of my content is inspired by my life or something things i see around like what i experience like so that's why it's not really hard for me to come up with content or i just have content coming up it's because like um uh, like I, from the mundane things like the most random to like, ah, this is content right and when i did that video that's what, like my best performing videos women could relate so these men out there I don't understand them. Like, women could relate that, ah, this person does it. We're tagging their partners. And I was like, you see, you see. Why do people do that? Anyway, that's my way. Okay. Okay. <laughs> I, I can't speak for everybody, but I don't know. Sometimes <laughs> people just like to, like me, I don't, I don't really like um, talking on the phone and charging at the same time. Mm-hmm. I don't really like it. So it just depends. It just depends. Yeah. Everybody's different at the end of the day. <laughs> But, but going back yeah. to, um, like, earlier on in this conversation, you said it's not been up to a year, and it's almost like the growth has been tremendous and yeah. things like that. Um, I think it just goes back to what you just said. The fact that 
you are putting out exactly what's happening to you. And mm-hmm, everybody's mm-hmm. actually going through that experience. Just like you said, we're all the same at the end of the day. So that's why it's resonating with everybody on a personal level, because it's just like, you know, that, that's, that, that, that happens to every single person. So um, you also talked about transparency in relationship, right? So in one of your posts, you suggested that like, um, if, if somebody says uh, we don't have to tell anybody that we are in a relationship together, <laughs> that's it. That it is a red um, flag. That is a red flag. Why? 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 You said why? Something, you mean, said something similar happened to you. Um, this, <laughs> okay, this one, this one not happened to me, but it was from somebody. There's a difference between secret and private. When you are saying that we should have a secret relationship, that's very suspicious. You are probably married somewhere. I don't know. Maybe you are going. Yeah, yeah. You belong to someone else, or you belong to multiple people. So it's quite questionable. Like. There's, there's a place for privacy. Like, if I was in a relationship right now, I don't think I would be posting my partner like that. As much as I share myself, there is still there are still boundaries that I would not cross. Do you understand? So for someone to just come and say, I want us to have a secret relationship, it's not giving. I mean, I can remember I got a DM one time from a, from a guy, and he was saying, this is, I like you, da 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 He was not saying he's recently divorced or he's working... I don't know what he said that was very suspicious. And then it was not like I should not tell anybody. There was he said I should not tell anybody that he did me. I was like, ah, what do you mean I should not tell anybody? Like I should keep him private. I was like, ah, I'm not saying wait, let me go check this message page. I'm seeing him happily married his wife and she let's say ah. audacity. Audacity. So what does it mean? Like anybody that wants something to be a secret, like when I mean secret, like even your close friends should not know your pastor, people that you're accountable to, your mentors, they don't know. Then it's a problem. When a relationship is private, of course, your friends are aware that you're in a relationship. Your mentor, people that you're accountable to, they know. Maybe just random streets people, maybe your cousins, they don't need to know. But like key people in your life are aware that you are in this thing. Like it's very important. So that is the difference. Like privacy is different from secrets. You know, secret is like between two people who are keeping secret. So that maybe when we are outside, we cannot hold hands. Ah, ah, it's suspicious. It's very, very suspicious. That's what I think. <laughs> no, 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 no. I agree with that. Um, I believe in privacy when it comes to relationships, especially putting it out to the world, like social media. I don't fault anybody. I think you have a, con- a content about this where you asked, um, when is the right time to post your relationship? <laughs> <laughs> you said some is it when you're married or you said even some people they would not still post it even after what even when they are married, I know somebody I know her they've mm-hmm. done their wedding I, I would I checked her she has not even changed her name on her Instagram to his name I said ah. but they are a very happy couple like they are actually enjoying their marriage like when I see them I'm very happy for them and everything but they, are, they don't just care like she doesn't put value in those things so as different for many people, yeah. Yeah, I, th- I think I'm, I'm the same type of person because, I don't know, I just primarily believe social media, if you want to use it, you kind of put value out into the world. Moving on, um, I want us to, you know, talk about the individual a little bit, right? Um, you actually made a post, which I think is very, very important. This is something I also struggled with a lot in my life, um, which is um, when you talked about embracing self-forgiveness right Mm -hmm. you talked about um your past does not equal your future and your future can have a different outcome notwithstanding whatever has happened in your past um can you talk about why you actually made that content and the message you were really trying to get across i mean before i uh gave my life to christ i had dabbled in a lot of things oh my goodness how was his experimental 
In fact, the devil was leading me. I was casually following him. I followed the devil a lot. <laughs> I was in the darkness and I didn't even know I was in the darkness. So I had already, I dabbled in a lot of things. And one of the major things that was a problem for me when I was, you know, when I gave my life to Christ was, hey, can God still use me? Despite all I've been through, with something still amount of my life, I flunked out of school. Will I still be great? Will I still be relevant? And all of those things. Yeah, I was like, ah. And then I, um, being saved, I mean, there's this scripture, I think it's in Isaiah that says, those your, uh, I'll paraphrase, like, though your sin made you, you know, red as crimson, but God has made you white as snow. Even the Bible says that you're now a brand new man. And when I, upon reflecting on those, I realized that those things don't even matter to God anymore. So why should they matter to me? They don't matter to me anymore. So because I would see, you know, maybe somebody from one time before would try to text me, trying to remember who, who, do, who I don't even remember. I said, I don't know who you are talking about, though. I'm a new man in Christ. I don't know that person. Uh, a saved apostle, called and chosen by Jesus. And so, you know, it was that. And I find that many people struggle with that. Like, I had a short time where, where I was privileged to pastor some youths. And I find that many of them, they'll just be like, oh, I did this, like, I can God use me? And they are meeting the me that is the Oluwashe. But there was a me before this person. And the me before this person, you will not think that she would equal, you know, this person and even the person I'm still eventually going to be, you know, and all of that. And so I just wanted people to know that it doesn't matter what you have done. It doesn't matter. Like, legit doesn't matter. Even if you murdered somebody, like... It's not us. It's not we, the people of this world, that will determine your story. God can really turn your life around. Like you can, in fact, you you most people like you will not even look like what you've been to. Like when when you tell people that I hey, I struggled with, they be like, hey you, I don't believe you because sometimes when I tell people that, uh-uh, they were like, it's a lie. And I'm like, ah. so yeah, I'll give my own testimony with me. You will not sit down and listen. Like I had a people was trying to tell them that this thing when they talk, I don't already see and they were like, nah lie. I said. What are you telling me? Show me now to the commode. Now let's the commode. They yell out music. This thing we don't see. Nothing they did. Like, like there's nothing there. And they were like, it's a lie. You they do this thing. They carry church for it because at the time. And I'm like, I have been there. I'm telling you, I've been there. Now I am here. And I'm telling you, there, there's really nothing there, honestly speaking. And so so just to help people trust, I find that it also, um, for me, it also helps when I'm vulnerable with people, like help them understand that I've also been through stuff. When I, and one of my favorite person in the Bible is Apostle Paul. There is a scripture where he says that I, I focus on the future and I forget the past. Um, that's one of the scriptures I really go back to, I think it's in Philippians. And if you think about, about Apostle Paul, like, I mean, he was, he was the chief murderer of Christians. Like it was, it was all about that life. And it now became an apostle that was so radical. Like, so I just like, I just reflecting on those people, those kind of people, well, just different people. We have so many characters like that in the Bible. Like, we think we like, why would even, you know, even if, you know, switching into faith now, like, if you think about Peter, Peter denied Jesus, and it was still upon this rock that Christ built his church. So, like, there's so many things, like, you think that people, God, if I think God likes to use people that have a story, he likes you people, he likes us, he likes us so much. I think he likes us, he just, he likes us a lot, so um, long and short, let me not talk too much. Um, it's just important for people to know that there is still a place for you. Even, even um, aside, I don't want to say aside space, but even career-wise, maybe you've 
you made mistakes with your career before, maybe you did some things, there's still a chance for you to be successful in a new field. Like, it's never too late for you. Like, the idea that it's too late for me, it's it's a myth. You're, you're, you're probably giving yourself a particular timeline. So many people did not achieve their goals until maybe their 70s. Like, I've seen, I've read stories of 40s. All of them just started learning how to cook in their 40s. Like, random things. So, like, the idea is it's never too late for you, even if you made mistake in career. Maybe you picked the wrong course to study in school, and you're like, the, in multiple things, in relationship, like, it's never too late for you. Like, there is still, I want to say there is light at the end of the tunnel, but there is light for you right now. Like, if you decide to pick something up, like, it doesn't matter what has happened, like, there is life for you. Yeah, I agree with that. I really, really agree with that. Even if that whole thing is taking over you, it's just one aspect of your life, right? I think I think it's also very, very important to also recognize the other parts of your life that are glamorous, that you're growing in and you're becoming a better person in because there's this, there's this thing I said to my sister one time, right? Because I was actually going through it at that moment. So it was like, I lost my mom, right? So I was really, really down at that particular time and everything was just negative. And after a while, I realized that. So my sister was talking about something she was going through one time. I was like, see, one thing I've noticed is when the devil wants to really walk, when he wants to operate, right? It just makes you see everything that is wrong in your life and everything else that is good, like... It doesn't come to your to bear at that particular time. You don't remember you have so many friends. You don't remember that so many people that count on you. You don't remember like you know where you are needed and all those type of things. So I also think that people should really when they are when people are in that time of their life in that darkest moment, they should also mm-hmm. grasp on and hold on to the things that are joyful in their life and make yeah. sense. And maybe those things can actually pull them back up because it's those it's uh, and and really I think it's very very important for us to say that. Those times, it's just for a moment. It's not going to be an everyday thing. It's just for that moment and it will pass. So making radical decisions or making radical choices at that particular time is really not the best way to go about it. And um, yeah, it is well. We would all overcome. And and even when, even when people still bring up your past, even when people still use it as a weapon against you, it doesn't mean you can overcome it or climb... Because... Yeah, I, I remember you said something in one of your videos where you said one of the things that took you a very long time to realize is not everybody will like you. Mm-hmm. Even if you literally give them your life at the particular moment, yeah. nobody, even if you are the greatest person, nobody <laughs> would like you. And not everybody would like you, rather. Yeah. Why did you actually say that? That something happened that made you, that, that, <laughs> that caused that, that, that reaction? I found that a lot of people were just people-pleasing. I could see like some people that were, they were not comfortable with doing something and they would go out of their way to inconvenience themselves just because you want to be liked. And I just feel like at the end of the day, like I would hear complaints like, ah, and I did this for, and, I, and I'm like, what you have to realize, it doesn't matter what you do. Like, even if, I mean, we talk about Christ. I mean, I'm talking about Christ. He laid his life for people and they still did not. So no matter what you do, like, it's just like, I, I think I have a video coming up on how you cannot please Nigerians in particular. Because of certain incidents that happened, some celebrities posted, they, they they complained that, why did you post like this? You did not post the issue well. So they, they did not post. The ones that did not post, you are dragging them for not posting. They not post again. So that means you cannot actually please everybody. So you might as well just do you and like everybody will catch on. But like if you're in that people pleasing 
um, place, you will definitely lose yourself. Like, you lose yourself because you just keep um, suffering or just putting yourself out, doing things that you're not even comfortable with because you just want to please everybody. And honestly, it's, it's impossible to do that. Yeah, it is really, really impossible to do that. Speaking about dealing with no's, right, was something you actually talked about. You said it was actually a month that you've been going through with a time where everything was just a no, 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 and nothing good was really coming out of everything you were trying to do. When you talked about um, the importance of changing your perspective and seeing the no's as an opportunity for you to try something new instead of just, you know, um, just thinking about the no alone and letting it bring you down and something. So maybe you should really, really talk about that a little bit. Um, I think I went through a phase where I was sending in a lot of applications and it just kept <laughs> getting turned down. They were just, I mean, I was just seeing rejection, rejection, like, ah, this rejection is plenty. And I was just in a place where, I, I had opened I actually opened up to like the community of believers and I'm part of and I was just like, you know, I don't really understand why they I'm just getting a lot of no's and everything. And I, I think what I learned ultimately would be like no's is, is they're part of life. Um when you get the no, like you don't just stay there, it opens you up to actually to actual new opportunities. Cause I find that so I was in that box again where this was my only hope in that sense. So I just put all ah I've sent this application. This thing will click. And then now it did not click. Am I going to stay there? Am I going to wallow there? There's a new opportunity that just opened. So so I just started looking at it like that. Okay, so when there's a rejection here, there's an opportunity elsewhere for me. And because no's are just part of life. People will tell you, even people that you expect to tell you yes. Many of the yes itself are people that you don't even expect it from some of the sometimes you get. So people will tell you, you know, they're just part of life. And you just have to look at it as um you have to look at it as new opportunities, I think, like I said. And also, you're not entitled to anybody's yes. Oh, I had to kill that entitled shipment. I'm like, okay, I was entitled. Nah, we, we know each other now, but you have told me no. I have to keep it moving. Like, so don't be entitled. I think that one of the reasons that you can get hurt when you hear no is because you're expecting a yes. You're so entitled. Though. I'm like, I was so entitled. Like, ah, why would you tell me no? Ah, but you told me no. Like, I have to accept it and keep it moving. So, yeah, like, let go of enticement and just understand that no's are just part of life. And it's just, like, part of the journey to your yes, yes, or the journey to that yes. Amen. Amen. <laughs> you know, you know, but, you know, in the moment, sometimes it's very, very hard for people to comprehend that. Yeah. I'm not going to lie. You know, no matter... No matter how prepared you are, sometimes you know life just hits you, and that there's that there's that moment where you actually lose every single um, thing, right? You know, it's almost is what um, the famous quote from Mike Tyson: "Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the face." So it's like, <laughs> and then you forget all your months of training that led you to the ring, you know. But sometimes you now have to like just relax and get yourself back, and now start going back to the fundamentals. But sometimes is you got things going on for you, right? But you are not proud of those things, right? You, do, you are not appreciative of where you are in the moment. Let me look for this so I don't actually butcher it because I think it's very, very important. I wrote it down somewhere. Yeah, you said be proud of your hustle, right? It would never make sense to me why people who are doing fraud are more confident about um, what they do than people who are who have honest living, right? It doesn't matter what you do, even if you're a cleaner, you sell shoes, you sell bag. The fact that you're doing something honest, you should be proud of it. Maybe you should like really talk about that a little bit. Uh, around the time, I remember, um, I had some people, some friends that moved to Europe and you know, some people were just feeling like, how can I be doing a cleaning job? 
it happens a lot when you move abroad. That's the reality that nobody tells you. Like, you might not instantly get a office job or a job in your field. And you, because you need to survive, you would have to um, do other things. So that video actually came from, honestly, that place. Because I was like, why you, why do you feel like, why do you feel somehow because you're working, you're cleaning? Like, why do you feel somehow about that? Like, are you robbing? If somebody should come here now, they, they cannot arrest you. You're not doing anything wrong. Some people are doing, like, wrong things and they are flashing it around, you know. And it comes from a place of even... um. Being thankful for what you have, gratitude or understanding what you have majorly. I think that's it. Because, you know, maybe you're a tailor and then you see your mates. Maybe you, you see your mates and you think that, oh, this one is a doctor. And then you now feel somehow about what you have. You shouldn't feel that way. You're making an honest living. Like, I don't like the fact that we live in such a world that we are giving kudos to criminals. People that should be behind bars. Because how can somebody be, be robbing and the person is coming online and is telling me that I'm... Um, doing the honest living and I'm being honest and being diligent, telling me that I'm wasting my time, I'm wasting my life. Like, when did we lose, when did we lose our, I don't know our values, like, when did we lose that? Like, you're with a fraud and you're making fun of nine to fives. Are you okay? Like, some things are not, we cannot normalize the things that are off. We cannot normalize the things that are off. So it's, it's important that people that do these jobs, like, they should not be intimidated. Like, the, the thing of being intimidated because this person is this and that. No, but you're making an honest living. You're a plumber. These are, you know, even if you're a plumber, a cabinet, these are essential workers. If somebody wants to do something in their house, who will they call? They cannot do it by themselves. So there's a place for you. Like, it's important for you to understand that there's a place for you in society. And you need to be proud of your hustle also for the people that are coming after you. They need to see that. Um, when you're not okay, let me let me say another way. When you're not proud of your hustle, you're making it look like what you're doing is, is rubbish or it's not worth it. It is, it's it's a career, like it's feeding you, like it's feeding you, and it's honest. I think that I, I would really love that we push out the more positive content for the sake of our kids and everything, like push out the more positive things. And we should when a fraud star comes out and is bragging, we should be like, What is it like? Get out, like you're doing something wrong. We should not be hailing people. I like, find even in in events, like they would rather honor the person that we all know is a thief because the person has money than no, no, that's not normal. That's not normal. Like, if I am making an honest living, whether it is I'm cleaning, whether it is I'm working at a grocery store, whatever it is I am doing, like it's honest. I'm not stealing. I will be proud of it because I know that now if Interpol should enter here now, they're not gonna pick me up. <laughs> they're probably gonna pick me up. So I'm, I'm so it's important that I'm proud and I show it off. I show it off. Like this is what I do. This is this is my also. I'm proud of it. I'm not rubbing and you know we have to just change change that um, structure I don't know what happened but you know yeah yeah it, it it's I think it's a pandemic that is going on right now in the social media landscape in Nigeria. Yeah. <clears throat> this broke shaming thing yeah. is, is is so toxic okay. it is it's so so toxic mm -hmm. like I don't understand it like somebody posts a picture they're like saying, look at your house, like look at your <laughs> background. Like I, I don't understand yeah. it. Like, and the fact that this this is this is what is most scary, right? Mm. The fact that it's coming from quote unquote our uh, celebrities or like mm. famous people. Yeah. That's what makes that's what makes it really dangerous. Mm. For example, let's say because and, and the way it happens is just like there's no substance to these people sometimes. Mm. Um there's 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 something one of my friend Ido says like it's like 
these people are not the best of us. Like, yeah. they are not. We should never for a moment mistake that mm. our celebrities or our politicians or people who are famous are the best of us because they are not. No. They are really, really not. Because, for example, now, maybe a celebrity did something wrong, right? Let's just assume. Yeah. Let's say, let's say they did something. For example, let's say they were going after somebody and abusing uh-huh. that person. For yeah. reason. Then somebody steps in and say, no, that's not how you should talk to people or whatever the case is. The next thing you see is like, they post the person's picture and say, look at your background. Yeah. You ain't never chop. Oh. You ain't never chop. You did game out. Can't talk. <laughs> what does, what does their status in society have to say, have to do with whatever they are saying at that particular moment. And that's when you know they've lost the plots. I always tell people this. The moment they leave the message and they start attacking you personally, person, yeah, just, just know you are right. Just yeah. know you are right. And that person, they've lost the plot. Yeah. At that moment, you should start celebrating. You shouldn't <laughs> think about whatever. No, but it's the truth. Yeah. Because sometimes they'll go as far as even posting the picture of that person and say, look yeah, at your shoe. I'm going to the person's bed like it. So yeah, I've seen stuff like that. Yeah. Look at your shoe. Look at your wig. Your wig is old. And I'm like, <laughs> I, I don't... Seriously, like, sometimes I just start looking at these people like, for real? Is that, are you, like, really abandoning what they are saying? But, and don't get me wrong, sometimes they are trolls also. There are some people who just, you know, go after people for no goddamn reason. And maybe sometimes they deserve what they are getting. But this broke shaming thing has really, really become a phenomenon that people Mm. are actually, you know, propagating in our society. And I think it is right for us to call it out whenever we see it. And it's really, really sad that people who have platforms are really using their platforms things like that um because that's 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 not what they should be putting out into the world it still goes back to what i said earlier and i I strongly strongly believe that social media is a place that we should put our best foot forward i I really really believe that because because it's like and for young people i know this is like an unpopular opinion when you're very young and you come on social media like let's say you are from like 14 to like 19 or something Mm -hmm. try as much as possible not to post just learn (laughs) just yeah you should spend a lot of time learning and just looking Mm -hmm. at the landscape instead of you posting things because you are so young at that moment that some of the things you put out into the world they might end up affecting you yeah in the future yeah somebody just bring like this huge sweet yeah so you should be very very careful and it's even scientifically proven. It's like your brain is not completely developed until you're in your mid twenties. Like mm-hmm. that's just the reality. Your brain is still developing. So if if you are in that phase in your life, you should be very very careful what you put out into the internet because mm-hmm. the internet never really forgets. I thought, and, but, <laughs> yeah, it's written in ink. And even even when a site goes down, they can go and bring like the backlog of that site for real. They do it all the time. Mm-hmm. They can. So, but going back to what you said, there's Salem King, right? This this creator on, on, yeah. on Instagram that is very very popular. Mm-hmm. One of the things that he says a lot that I just find true is going back to what we're talking about, being proud of your hustle and putting mm-hmm. it out there. He's like, put your put it on your head. Yeah. Nobody would <laughs> nobody would help you carry your markets. Like exactly. put it. Even if they've seen it before, repost it. Just always <laughs> have something out there because it is you. It is what you do. Mm-hmm, and mm-hmm. Heaven help those who help themselves. Even if you said something about that not being in the Bible. Or what yeah, yeah. It's actually not in the Bible, but it's a quote. Yeah, so yeah you can yeah. use it. <laughs> yeah, it's a quote. Because people usually say the Bible says heaven and help I, those so who help themselves. So when somebody says that, they will let's give them something. Please come back. I, sometimes I can be in the mood to be like, controversial. I'm like, oh yeah, show me. <laughs> open it because I know it's not there but yeah like, I always try to like yeah, correct it 
Yeah, but um, still, still going back to that that behavior, that 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 mm-hmm. type of yeah. behavior that is being propagated online. I think you said something about it is gotta behavior. I'm going to let me let me try and let me try and do you an impression I of right now. Okay, okay. <laughs> let, me let me try and do an impression of you right now. It's like you ask a lady out and she doesn't. She says no. And it is gutter behavior to start insulting her because of the rejection and things like that. So, can you actually talk about that? And oh, I, I, I have experienced stuff like that before. Maybe someone will message me and I'll not reply. Person will say, "I know you that fine. Who do you think you are? <laughs> What's your problem? Because you're projecting something is wrong. Like something wrong with that person. Like, are you okay? I think because you have to get used to saying no. The fact that this person told you no does not mean like it's the end of the world. The that means you don't even have good intentions because the the mere fact that as you receive the no, you thought that it's insult that is the next thing, then it just really shows that you never had pure intentions in the first place. You never had those, you never had pure intentions. So I just think it's got to be, I think that was the only word I could think about because when I, because when I see some, some men do this thing online, I see sometimes maybe, maybe people went out, they go out on a date and there's some, some, something I will see a trend and sometimes when these guys post this thing, they always think that they are in the right and people start dragging them. They're like, you don't do that to people, you don't do that and then they realize oh, they, they were wrong or something like that. But like, you, people need to learn how to handle rejection. I think the whole is like, you need to learn how to handle rejection. Understand that the fact that this person told you no does not mean they are, they are terrible people. Like, everybody is entitled to their choice. If I don't want it, I don't want it. So, be able to handle rejection. I know it's painful but like, that instantly, in fact, when you do that, you're burning the bridge. Like, maybe you guys can still be friends. But now you're going to insult the person. Like, you've already mm. you've ruined what could have been. Yes. And the internet is written in ink. Yeah. Nobody no, forgets. No. <laughs> <laughs> Nobody forgets. Oh, yeah, yeah it's, it's, it's really, really crazy. Like, um, it's just like, what you, you said something really, really important just now. You said sometimes people go ahead and even post that interaction thinking it is cool yeah right and when other people start calling them out for it that's when they realize that oh i really really messed <laughs> yeah. up. you know you know you know it is it, it, there's there's this thing um um this very popular clinical psychologist said jordan peterson um he said we are constantly outsourcing mm. sanity mm, that's powerful it's like, Yes, we're constantly outsourcing it. It's like, do you think you are sane <laughs> as a person? You might not know. The only way you know you are sane is if you behave in a certain way and society accepts you, mm. cheer you on. So, like, so you know that is. But if you do something wrong, it's like they reject you. So it's like left to you as, a, as an individual. You might probably not know what is sane or not right mm-hmm. until other people start questioning the behavior or yeah. like applauding the behavior and that's that's really really interesting because it's like you think about children also you know children will test you mm-hmm. <laughs> it's like it's like and it is it's also a way for them to grow that's the way mm-hmm. they grow that's the way mm-hmm. they learn it's like they do something and they look at you what's going to be our reaction yeah. <laughs> And and that and we continue in that same phase yeah. in our lives, even when we get into into relationships, right? You you're like you're pushing buttons. You're saying, "Is he gonna take this?" Yeah, <laughs> testing the person's threshold. <laughs> exactly. Even in your friendship circle and the rest of it, even your teachers, everything is like, "Oh, I'm going to be like." Uh, I'm sorry, so I didn't do the assignments. Like, yeah. We did the next time. You know, so, 
<laughs> so it's just like we're constantly outsourcing sanity and that's that's really really crazy i've i've really really enjoyed this conversation i just feel Me like too. we can keep going and going <laughs> but we need to we need to like you know bring it all home so um you 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 decided to put out positivity into the world and the reward has been something that is truly, really satisfying. And the fact that you still continue, you've not lost your way and the rest of it. Um, what, what advice would you actually give um, young people, you know, who are listening right now, who are like, oh, she's somebody I look up to. And yeah, because even before I get to that question, right, do you, do you constantly or do you consciously think about the fact that... Um, some of the things you are saying is actually gospel in people's life. No, until recently, I was having a conversation with my best friend. I was like, people really take, people really like take what I mean, like deeply. And I was like, what I say rather, like they take it deeply. And I'm like, wow, like I did not realize it. And I'm like, you know, I was like very surprised because at the end of the day, like we said, I'm just pouring out myself. I, I'm sharing like myself, like I'm just, and I'm surprised when it makes so much sense to everybody. So I'm getting used to that, honestly. I'm still getting used to it. So <laughs> I'm getting used to it. It's something we need to realize, even if it's not something we should get caught up in, right? Mm -hmm. But it's, it's something that just being aware of that is, is, is sort of like, you know, it keeps us in the right track okay. because we might actually say something that is harmful yeah. and that people might just actually take and run with it and at the same time we can keep like putting out that positivity into the world mm -hmm, because mm -hmm. i think it's actually very very important um so basically what advice do you have for young people you know if, be it like career wise be it in their relationship oh, be it um, in every aspect like what yeah. advice do you really have for young people what, what advice would you say? Ooh. Mm. Let me see, like, two advices. <laughs> two advices. Yes. All right, say, let's yeah. see. Um, I think, ultimately, I mean, that this might sound cliche, but uh, I would say that I really seek the face of God. Um, mm. I would say that I did not find wholeness in anything else but God. Before I gave my life to Christ, I tried to do multiple things just to feel whole, just to feel complete. And if you're in that place, you're at that place where... You feel like, you know, you feel incomplete. So you feel like something is missing. Then you need to draw closer to God. And then you find out about yourself. How I, The way I even found out myself was really through, you know, when I got to know God, I, saw, I started to see myself in that way. Like there was, it was like a mirror. Even the Bible says, beholding as one in mirror, I changed an image, you know, as scripture says. But for me, as I got closer to God, I started discovering myself. I started discovering what God would have me do. So... If you want to like avoid, you know, going round and round around in circle, just have that communion with God. God will give you direction for your life. I wish, I I won't say I wish, you know, I wish I encountered Christ early, but I'm very happy that I experienced those things because they have made me who I am today. And I'm always very thankful because my younger ones have encountered Christ, which is so amazing. Because when I think about, wow, thank God, because if you guys had to go through this circle, it would have not been nice. I don't know if you would have made it, you know, but so. I want to say, draw closer to God. It is in Him you find wholeness. I was insecure. I was afraid. I had, I was everything. Draw closer to Him. It's in Him you find like that wholeness, that completeness that you're trying to find in multiple things, in different relationships, in that person, that friend. Like it's actually only in God 
that you can find that um, completeness. And the second thing, I'll say believe in yourself also. Believe in your abilities to do things. I find that people downplay their successes a lot. Like young people, I'm just this, I'm just... A young man actually drew a portrait of me today. And I was very surprised. I was like, ah, people are drawing me. I was like, ah, wow. I was in my mind. And when I told him that this is so beautiful, and he was doubting himself, and he was like, Oh, like this gave him so much. But like, when I saw his brother, I was like, do you know the amount of efforts you put into this? So I cannot even draw a triangle. My triangle is shaking. But you have got to draw another human being. Like, that takes a lot of skill. I want you to believe in yourself. Like, believe in your ability to do things. You Sometimes those are limiting. Like, they can be limiting thoughts when you think that I cannot do this. Like, I want you to, I would like to advise that you shift away from the I cannot do this to I can do it. Like, give it a try. And... Believe in yourself, honestly. What's me like? Believe in yourself. Believe in yourself. Believe that you are beautiful. You are brave. You are strong. You are bold. And you who God says you are. I think that's my advice for the people and also for myself. <laughs> I'm taking the advice too. <laughs> yes, yes. That's your advice for the people and the advice for yourself because you, <laughs> like, this conversation has just been a confirmation of everything I see on your page. Just like right now, even when you ended the advice, like, you know, that's the advice for everybody and myself. Just like when you say, you know, you, you, you made a contact where you said, you know, when you finish advising somebody and you, you now end it with, well, it, you now end it with, it's still your decision. No? Oh, my God. It's still your decision, no, so that you will not say it is me that God said you should go and do X, Y, Z. But yeah, um, thank you very, very much for taking the time thank to, you, for having me. you know, have this conversation with me. I'm very, very sure. And I'm hoping we do this sometime again in the future when I'm 100%. <laughs> and to people who would listen to this episode, I'm very, very sorry. I've been battling with cold oh, all day. Okay. And, <laughs> and, you know, I didn't bring my A game. You know, uh, there's, there's so many directions I should have taken this conversation with in, but we'll have the opportunity to do it again. But ending this um conversation i would i would like um Oluwashe to say something like just to round it up but firstly um just to like um wrap up everything like the summary of okay. what we've been talking about today and who Olishala is is she made a video and she posted that one of our favorite quotes is never be afraid to trust the unknown future to a known god and i really Think that I really, really thought that was powerful. And can you just, you know, wrap things up and just say something in that spirit so we can just run? <laughs> oh, wow. Okay. I had an amazing time. Thank you so much, Oni. I, I had an amazing time. The flow was there. I really like it. And I didn't, I didn't have to, I didn't have to, uh, English. <laughs> I didn't have to look through my notes or anything like at any point. So I, I really had an amazing time. I think ultimately we shared about life. Um, uh, my experiences um what can i say um god is really like the core of my being and i would never like to have a stage that god is not you know represented or the light of god is not shining and i would say just remember, as scripture says that you don't put a um light under a bushel so i i want to shine as light and i want everybody to shine as light in every space every space that you find yourself like shine as light the light that god has made you the light that you are is so important so i had an amazing time i don't know i hope i was able to conclude well <laughs> yeah yeah sure sure, sure, sure. okay i had an amazing time <laughs> 
I yeah. think. And, mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, we'll do we'll do this again for sure. And hopefully, yeah. Hope, yeah, 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 hopefully, yeah. Thank you very much. So, yeah. Thank you very much for listening to this conversation. To support this podcast, please like, share, leave a comment or review and follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Piers underscore Arena. Thank you once more.